Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. Mm. I'm Mummy. My name is Carol. I'm a writer, a producer, and I'm bleeding from the inside. (laughs) I'm Daddy. My name is Josh, and I'm a music publisher, a podcaster, and I don't like domestication. Don't like domestication. Uh, we are parents to a seven-year-old named Wu. Well, we call him Wu. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a five-year-old we call Boo on the show. And we, meaning Josh and I, love <laughs> horror movies. Um, all right. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at MummyXDeadyPod. And remember to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review where you can, wherever you listen. We love to read them. They help other creeps find the show. Creeps, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Another, Hi to you, mommy. Another month, another movie, another giant leap for parent kind. Oh, you said it. I mean, it's the end of the school year. It's the, it's the end of an era. It is. It, because. <laughs> yeah. Which era are we ending? What are well, you thinking? I, Should we say at the same time? <laughs> Three, two, one. Our marriage. TK. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I am so joking. Love you. Love you, Daddy. Love you too. Call me Mommy. <laughs> and make him call me Mommy. It's true. Um, There's a cat or a child outside our house meowing, and it is freaking me out. But that's not what we're here to talk about. You would think it is, but it's not. No. We, yeah, I do think it's the end of an era because, um, well, I'll just get right into it. This weekend, Boo lost his first tooth. Yeah. And I do think it is fitting for this movie that we're watching. Uh, Yes. Not that teeth are bones, per se. But they are. They're also not, not bones. Do they get counted in the total number of bones in the human body? I doubt it. Oh. But, um, and it just felt very like, wow, they're, yeah, they're growing up. They really are. Grown like weeds. I mean, to get it truly, the weekend before your last week of TK, like he's going to start kindergarten with one less tooth. Well, it's probably gonna, there's probably going to be a tooth there. There could be. Yeah. That's true. I kind of forget at this point already how long they take to, to grow in, but it really did. Like, And I was away for the weekend, and so to come back and see him with that tooth, it really didn't look super different because that tooth was so wiggly when I left. It basically pushed over to the side. But getting to see him, yeah, just toothless. You, and it, I had that feeling like, oh, yeah, you've, you've now yeah. reached this other milestone. And also... Um we have been trying to yeah we've been i think we talked about this a lot on the last episode of like trying to quell the the rage of boo yes um and his really epic tantrums and also just his like yeah his his way of of expressing anger and uh, 
yeah. Um, <laughs> and even think, sometimes excitement. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not, not just anger, but um, and be, he did get a lot of sleep this weekend, and he just was so much more chill and grown up, and it felt very, yeah, it felt like a different in the best way. Yeah, it just felt like, wow, we're really turning corners over here. And we are. We are turning corners. I think so. Um, I, I guess we'll get into that later. But um, as far as Boo and our our uh, our progress. But yeah. Hmm. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. I had a boys weekend away with my boys. Oh, we went and played disc golf all weekend in the central coast of California. And it's very fun but also quite a whirlwind and it felt just like the right amount of time to go away. Cause it also feels like there's so much stuff happening. All right. And I hear you at home. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I'm going away for another travel job and it's going to be a long time. So yeah, you get 48 hours. I That's get fair. Almost 4,800 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Um, directly before pressing record, Wu came in crying, yeah. saying he didn't want me to leave. Um, I was going to say that is also a next phase in progress. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it is a definite um, new thing. It does get, I think, harder to leave as they get older and they miss you. They like understand time. Right. Like we and, looked at the calendar and it seemed to get processed. Yes. And Wu in particular has always had, he's always said famously, I don't miss people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he was very upset, came in specifically to say that he would. Yeah. And you know what? I truly feel the same way. I don't, I don't want to go um, because yeah, it can be really lonely like when when I so I've, this is the third big job that I've done like this when I'm traveling for a while and I like you get there and you're just like it's like looking down this endless time like it really mm. feels like and by the time I leave I'm like I can't believe it's finally over I finally get to go like it feels interminable like it really truly does. Oh. Wow. It, yeah. I can imagine that. I don't know that I've, I think the longest work trip I ever took was a week. I like, I don't think that, or maybe like eight days kind of thing. Like yeah. I, going for two weekends without, it's certainly not in the kid's lifetime. No. I, you know, I, but um, even, yeah, even before that, I, it is, it is hard to think about like, especially when you're doing that, you're staying in one place. I think even if I ever did a work trip that long, it would be like with, stops like mm. okay you'll go here you'll go to chicago and then new york or something mm -hmm. you know but it's not um it's yeah be kind of making your home base somewhere else and being like all right yep, here we go. just here we go but it's all positive in the end because uh after that i will we'll, we're gonna do some traveling in july and it'll be really fun and lots of good family times looking forward to it but man, it does feel very, uh, it feels like a lot. It was also a lot. It was a big weekend. You were gone and we packed it full of fun stuff. And yeah. we just, yeah, it's like. You're also going to be back for your birthday. A hey big, big birthday. 
We love a big birthday. And it's so great that, you know, to be able to have, um, as a freelancer, work not hanging over your head when we're doing our family time. I think that's so important to be able to actually yeah uh have that settled because we were talking about like oh maybe you'll fly back for a job or maybe you know Mm -hmm. uh but this is nice you get one last big score and then uh it's always those always end well you know (laughs) you could be you know two days away from retirement (laughs) what could possibly go wrong oh my gosh all right let's Oh my goodness, here we go. Huesera, mm. the bone woman. This is the movie. Uh, that this we, is the movie. This is the movie we watched. Um, Where did we watch it? I forgot. Shudder? Yeah. This Shutter. is a Shudder joint. Mm-hmm. And it uh, came out in 2022. Oh, so long ago. Um, should I tell you what the movie's about? I'd love it if somebody did. It's actually a very straightforward movie. Um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, n- and I yeah, did see it. There, this is the, the the entry on IMDb was so short and boring that I've turned to Flickster, otherwise known as Rotten Tomatoes. But for some reason, the app's called Flickster. I don't love that. And the weird thing is, no matter how long I go between opening this this app, it never goes to the cloud. You know how you have some apps where you're like, "Why is it in the cloud already?" I, oh. I use this app all the time. And this one you've used twice in this year. And, <laughs> and it's it never, always there. It's always there. It's waiting for you. So strange. Maybe it doesn't take up much space. I'll go with that. Okay. That's my that's my theory. Yeah. Let's everybody creeps, you let us know your theories about why the Flixer app won't head to the cloud even after gross neglect. Oh my god. All right. Valeria's joy at becoming a first time mother is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger closes in, she's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. Mm. I don't mm. even feel like any of that's accurate. No, not, not, <laughs> none of it. I mean, certainly not the last part. And a question about the first part. <laughs> the sinister entity really didn't curse her. That would have been cool. You don't think it cursed her? How do you think it cursed her? So Valeria, our main character, she's she wants to get pregnant. She goes to this giant statue with her mother. Yes. And the statue is um very large statue of the Virgin Mary. Yes. And it's very beautiful. And we didn't know if it was real or not. Turns out Josh looked it up. It's real, baby. It's real. Virgen Monumental de Oquilan. <laughs> sure. Okay. This thing is a beast. It's huge. It it looks crazy. It looks CGI'd in this movie. We had to know if this thing was real. Um, yeah, it's the ver- it's the Virgin de Guadalupe. Yeah. Um, she goes. She makes a, an offering. She prays, and then she gets pregnant. And uh, basically, I would say has an identity crisis as she carries this baby um and she's wrestling with her past she's wrestling with the fact that like her family (laughs) doesn't think she's like fit to be a mom just because she like dropped a baby when she was babysitting yeah 
which like that's not great it isn't it and it speaks really families this is a problem yes. and we're all guilty of it yes let it go let it go don't don't mistakes Look. childhood mistakes you any of my family members listening who want to talk to me about the one time I ordered too much Chinese food, for instance, you know, <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's I your guarantee thing. it's one of many things, but there is yeah. the kind of thing. This is a far worse one. The uh, dropping somebody's baby baby apparently was fine. Well, no, I, I think that they kind of allude to the fact that something some lasting problem or they just joke about it. I think they joke about it to tease her. You know, like, I saw him. He looked a little slow. And then the kids run with it because they don't understand. Yeah. And they're doing that just to mess with her. I don't think anybody would actually say it and laugh about it Mm. if it was like, yeah, he it ruined his life. (laughs) That's Um, not funny. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They just, they're just razzing her. But it's, but yeah. And also, yeah, things you do, things you say. And like some of it's funny, but read the room. If it's not, if it's not landing, just be like, you were a child, you know? Mm -hmm. And then don't, just don't bring it up every time you see the person, you know? Yeah. I I think, and especially her sister, who is, so Vero, her sister, Mm -hmm. complete bully. Yeah. Complete bully. Like totally unrelentingly rude to Valeria and she's clearly like not dealing with some stuff with some uh, maturity things Valeria but I do feel like Vero is her own set of problems like Mm -hmm. I don't think it's she's a completely unfair big sister Um, well so she's she's dealing with that she's trying she has to like quit smoking she's clearly like a avid smoker she she is a woodworker this makes beautiful furniture she just decides she has to put that away and like literally wallpapers over like her studio to make the baby room yeah and then her boyfriend because they're not married right i don't know yeah doesn't i don't think they're married okay but i'm not gonna say he's a bad dad because most of the movie he's not a dad yet yeah he's a bad boyfriend He's rude to her on many occasions. Not enough to be like have that him be the problem of the movie, right? But she does go back to her like lesbian lover for a little tryst. Yes. So she's having, and she also, and like in doing that, you want you discover she's had this past of like she grew up in a way different place, and like she had was part of this scene that is not what she's doing anymore, and she's very conflicted about it well and everyone else seems conflicted about it for her too like her Mm. sister you know calls like her aspirational lifestyle and by the way the apartment their apartment is sick it's it's noticeably a great apartment from the first shot it's super well dressed yeah and but it is an apartment you can't be a woodworker and have a newborn in a space that small and but it is like it is sad that there wasn't a an option b to maybe get get in a little shared studio somewhere you know yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. where can you where could you plan to move to do this following maternity leave you know yeah and yeah 
I, and then he's rude to her when her his coworkers come over. He's not he's not great. And wait, and I don't think those were coworkers. I think he has a musical past as well. She's in this like punk rock DIY scene. Okay. In Mexico. He is in a jazz scene. Oh gosh. And he's blowing his horn with these two and they've asked him to rejoin. He's a big he's a big trumpet boy? I think so. He's a big bugle boy. Yeah, I think so. He's he's come I think they've come over to try to talk him into rejoining their quartet. Oh my god, they I totally a, missed that. They mention a quartet, oh this person left or whatever. Oh. And so that's when he's like I'm going to leave and go, you know, I am going to go like work with them. And I think where where they don't um they don't jive like the the Valeria and the jazz quartet. It's like they're from a different universe, I yeah. think is the some hoity toitiness going on. Yes, like they don't respect her either. And so she's like the little kid. Yeah. In all of these scenes. And Vero has like I think the one like piece of wisdom in her bullying is like the old, a child isn't going to fix this. Like don't you, mm. you, because there is an element of like, you just want to do this to like, you know, like kind of bat for the cycle on your aspirational lifestyle. It's like the thing to complete it is now to have mm. a little baby. And it's like, are you ready to be a mother? Are you ready to, you know, like to be yeah. a parent to growing children and not just to have a baby, which is a thing that we've talked about many times on the podcast before yes. in a sense. But but um, it's funny because she like looks wistfully at like kids playing on a playground. Yeah. Which I never did when I was uh, childless. I never was like, oh, kids. Look at those kids. Can't mm-hmm. wait to have a kid. You know, it was more just like, I want my kids. Right. I don't want yeah. those kids. I don't mm. want like the idea of a kid. I want to have my children and my family. And yeah. But, but the the thing that like I really besides like, you know, <laughs> going to therapy and working on your relationship and also yourself and not just like kind of spinning out of control as she does. But like I wish somebody had given her the perspective of like it's going to be your family and it's going to be this baby isn't going to be a baby forever. Yeah. Like if kids is what you want, if you're looking at the playground and you're like kids, yay. Mm-hmm. Like the postpartum that she goes through, it's like, man, I wish she could just like, your kids won't be awful. Like your nieces and nephews like tormenting you. Yeah. you're They're going to be yours. And like, yeah, it's just, I wish there was like, I wish she had some perspective of like, it's not going to be like this forever. And I really felt that this weekend of um, being in places where like there were like younger kids and, mm-hmm. n- you know, being on the other side of that. Yeah. Now that my children lose their teeth. Um, but yeah, just like you can have a conversation. You're like at a birthday party and you're not like watching them. You're mm-hmm. like, they're fine. And if they're not, they're going to come tell me. And they did. Yes. But then then they're okay again. You know, it's like, it's not this, it's not a crying baby for very long. Yeah. You know, you can come out on the other side. Poor Valeria. Yeah, it is too bad. Doesn't we, She doesn't seem to get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that like her, she, you know, in the end she, she leaves 
Mm-hmm. Um, she has this really terrible experience and I think it was the right decision, but I also feel like, man, if you had just had like, maybe she comes back in the, you know, later on. Maybe she, maybe she does. Maybe she... I have a question. Did this movie scare you? It did, but not because of like horror elements. It mm. scared me. It did scare me. I was, I was like yelling at the TV a couple times. Yes. I was, um, not wanting to look. Mm-hmm. I thought the parts that were scary that involved the, the bone woman, um, were really well done and creepy. I wish there had been more of it. Yeah. I wish that it was, yeah, I do think, like, not a curse. I didn't need a curse, but I wanted more of like, yeah, I wanted more bone woman. <laughs> I always want more bone woman. Um, but it did scare me. The parts that were um, tense often did not involve the bone woman, but just involved yes. a baby or a pregnant woman in danger. And so that's not kind of like the scares that... I don't know. What am I saying? Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just not, yeah, there wasn't like the the horror elements. It was... It wasn't spine tingling. Yeah. It was more just like, um, yeah, like, I guess body, baby horror? <laughs> There's baby horror. <laughs> There's baby horror. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you're not... Tiny body horror. Who's going to watch that and not be nervous? Yes, it made you maybe made you more nervous than it scared. It made me nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a there's a great scene where she hears knocking at the door in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. She goes and she opens the door. Dude. First of all, I mean yes. I was alone this weekend. If I had heard a knocking upon the door late at night, I would have mm-hmm. called the police. I straight yeah, up would have. I, just I believe you. <laughs> I mean, the police are always in our neighborhood. The police station is literally right across the main street. That's true. It's not. It wouldn't be a hardship to come check it out. But like, yeah, you're knocking on my door. No, absolutely not. No. Am I answering it? She opens the door and like kind of investigates down the stairwell of her apartment building. And of course, the bone woman scuttles right in. Mm-hmm. And that was very yeah, creepy. What do you think is going to happen? Of course you will. And I was just like, dude. I'm nervous for you because you're an idiot. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yes. Oh, well, and I was so on team Valeria until she opened the door. That was like a turning point for me where I was like, God, you're not going to, you like, she seemed. That's even a bad babysitter move right there. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, uh, it's not, it just didn't bode well. I feel like there, yeah, it was an interesting way, like turn for the, character to take because i think when she's maybe just because like when she starts off she seems so capable so capable so cool and together and they're doing all this cool shit like can we do we talk about the crib now when do we get to talk about the crib we can talk about the crib the the crib crib is beautiful like another character in the movie it really is i love that crib so what is the crib uh what is the crib is a crib is a is that representation it's that physical manifestation of her coolness oh i'm just saying she yeah just tell like like, oh what is the crib oh uh, yeah it's uh just in case someone hasn't seen this movie we assume you all have 
um she's made this cool like god's eye at one end of it and like the what would you call them the slats or lattice work on the sides of it are um diagonal instead of straight bars and they go in opposite directions on either side of the crib so like some would slant down you know left to right and on the other side they go right to left so it looks it it just looked awesome i've never seen a unique looking yeah crib ever and i thought it was a really cool uh yeah it's a cool way to show her skills yeah and 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 her excitement i thought mm -hmm. too it's like oh this is all wrapped up in this like in like the nesting but it's funny as the movie goes on and she sort of unravels it's also kind of apparent that you know the crib was just that best outward expression of what she hoped of that aspirational life that Vero is maybe right about. That's like, Mm -hmm. you just, you did, you wanted this so bad. You made this thing, but maybe that's the thing you wanted most was like to be able to make the crib, the cool crib. I mean, it is, it's, there's a lot of parents out there like that where you're like, Oh, I just wanted to, yeah, I don't know. I want like, to dress them up like me a little. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, no, they're full, they're full humans. They're, they're full people. Um, the crib had me thinking so much because yeah, it is such a cool piece. And it was such a, like, there's so many things in this movie that were like really unique um, that you don't get to see. Like you don't, you, there just aren't a lot of movies like this that are just so like beautifully shot and mm-hmm. you know the, yeah all the details of their life and their and like the cultural stuff it was just really and it but it wasn't like hitting you over the head with it yeah the music in this is phenomenal yeah. it's so good it's all this like mexican indie music that yeah. is and like that sounds so good and it, there's a bunch of stuff that makes you go like well wait well, you know like ears perk up like who is this what is it it's a yeah. lot of like yeah punk I'm, post-punk I'm very excited to see the next thing from this director. For Apparently sure. she is uh, making another horror movie. That's exciting. I it'd, it'd be really cool if she is like, I'm a horror director. You well, know? yeah, she she's made other horror stuff, but I guess they have their next project like in the works. I don't know what it is, but um, I read an interview with Michelle Garza Cervera. Cool. Michelle Garza Cervera, people. Keep that name handy. Because I bet she's going to be big, but yeah, they um, talk, speaking about the music and the sound, mm-hmm. the sound design of the bones yeah. cracking. Mm-hmm. Um, there were bone like real bones from like this barbecue place that she worked with the sound designer, but Great. also the okay the the actress who plays Valeria really is good at cracking her knuckles and stuff, Mwah. but the. The sound designer, Christian Giraud, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, his niece is uh, really good at cracking her knuckles, and she and he just brought her in and did like a big session with his, his niece. Uh, I know it's so gross, but yeah, all of the all of that was so well done. And um, but I was thinking about the crib and how like. I didn't even want to buy a used crib when we had both kids because I was so worried about like, well, what if it's not Mm. like, what if something's wrong with it? Yes. I couldn't have that on me, like weighing on my mind. 
for sure. And so seeing the crib was like, I, I really was like, oh, hell no. It almost was like this big red flag of like, oh, you don't know. You yes. don't understand. I, I like, like this. The okay. safety, the safety stuff that you need to, you, and then I'm like, well, she's a, she's a furniture maker. Like she, she maybe, you know, like, but not, but still I was like, no, 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 I would never. Oh, and I, I guess that also speaks to like, I would never trust myself to make, a, or even if you, mm-hmm. like you've done some woodworking, but if you were like, I'm going to make the crib, I would, I would have been like, you're not, you can right. make, you can make the, uh, the, the mobile. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you can make anything else you want. Yeah. Cause she makes a really cool one. Yeah. But yeah. That is funny. I, I, that kind of flashed in my mind less severely but i thought about that too about like that's just the nature of our relationship yeah well and let me kind of like god's eye end piece you know the whole thing about like they can't suffocate on anything you want to make sure there's nothing (laughs) they can suffocate on in the crib breathability is is king and even later when the the crib is destroyed and then he's putting together the factory crib Mm -hmm. that so many of us have put together at one point in time there was also something about something about the ease of it that caught my eye too, where it's just like in the, like the ashes of this thing that you spent so much, you put so much labor into. And then he's just over here, Alan wrenching together, mm-hmm. you know, the thing in like a matter of minutes. It was like the whole thing was, I thought just like a great, um, you know, just a great image on on screen it was like yeah. wow that really just like um dressed her down yeah in such a like an immediate way or i don't know just like mm-hmm. laid bare a lot of stuff that was like happening yes there. it was very very that was great cool. and the the crib getting destroyed so mm-hmm. valeria goes and you know when the when the when the jazz uh trio is over and they're being very mean to her um she goes and has a cigarette in the baby's room, which I had written down as the worst parenting move, but I crossed that out later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And she, yeah, she, the crib catches on fire and it's so heartbreaking. It feels so tragic. I mean, there's lots of tragic things that happen along the way for Valeria of like her just like losing herself. Mm Yes. Yes. And part of that is true. Like, part of it is is part of having kids. You definitely do have to like put away some some childish things. But yeah. like, but it didn't have to be like that. And that was so tragic that it really set the stage of like, I don't know what this movie is gonna do. Yeah, like it felt yes. very just like setting that fire was like, oh my god, this is gonna get really dark. Mm-hmm. So all the points after that. I really was like kind of peeking through my fingers. Did this movie scare you? <laughs> I think it did. Yeah. And I mean, cause it, I also like the witchcraft element of it. I, you know, cause I, I think, and especially in this one, we don't ever f- physically see the, the bone woman. Um, what do you mean? Like in the space, like when she opens the door, it's the, clicker clack of of the bones but like there's no, no she like scuttles she in. scuttles in but there's no she's not she doesn't then physically become involved with the space there it is like she exists on a spiritual plane mm-hmm. something other than the physical world i think 
that our characters are are in but so like to me i like those i always like those where i'm like well you can't stop that thing you know you, these mm. these are then sort of like these unstoppable forces and and you don't know if they're real or not or whatever and so and i like yeah you know, the kind of witchcraft yeah. elements of it are like her visiting the like dark witches at the end of the movie and stuff I, yeah and yeah and seeing her like good witch ursula earlier it's just good yeah and and i think it's and having like the, the only like character who really loves her um her aunt tia chabela chabela tia chabela um yeah fun yeah. living her like secret gay lifestyle also mm-hmm. very sweet yeah moment go meeting up with her friends but like i love that you know she like is the only one who really loves valeria and is yeah. really like caring for her yeah and wants and is and believes her like believes yeah, that no you know one sees her, her suffering yeah and and everything but so yeah did it scare me i it did i think it is the kind of i've been asked a couple times recently about like i've talked to people two different people who the last horror movie they saw was the ring huh. when it came out wow and i mean that's a doozy it's a doozy that's what i said i was like that's a tough one to go out and they both who said and i've never watched a horror movie since i think we have to do it next what do you think oh yeah that's great absolutely we should we should because i remember the same thing i remember being like i'm gonna freaking throw up right now like i'm so terrified so scary (laughs) god all right that's july good golly okay so but they both I guess, I don't know if actually, I'm only hesitating here because I can't remember if either of them ever actually asked for recommendations or if I just thought to myself, well, maybe you just need like a horror movie that's not scary. This is not that. This is a scary movie. No, I think that in general, this is not a scary movie. You don't think this is a scary movie? I mean, I think it's really tame. It is tame, but I do think it's scary. I put it up there. It's more in that realm of the others and the orphanage and yeah, you know, not quite at Babadook levels of scary, but where you're like, okay, there's a, there's a spirit, there's a force here. Yeah. There's a supernatural element. There's real life, um, danger that's happening and, and that's scary, but it didn't, it didn't creep me. Yes. That I guess is a real distinction. Mm -hmm. It's like, it was nervous making. Yes. It was, there were times when I was scared, but it didn't creep me. Yes. And I guess, yeah, it's been a while since I've been creeped. That's true. And I I did not offer this as a suggestion to either of those people to watch it. Mm-hmm. My unwarranted, or my unsolicited suggestion mm-hmm. was let the right one in. Oh yeah, yeah. Where I was like, this has horror elements, but it is not a scary movie and is not trying to scare you. Right. But if you want to watch something that's like a little bit, yeah, supernatural and violent and stuff like that, it's a fun. I think it's like a fun movie to yeah, watch. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of gory. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's another. That's another thing. There's creep, gore, nervous making. Like, yeah. Are you gonna jump? You know, you really want them all. You want them all, and that's you... hard to get. 
<laughs> but it did scare. I'm saying, yeah, I'll give it a yes. It scared me, but it, not very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, good. Um, I guess. <laughs> I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about the bad boyfriend a little bit. I do too. And I, I guess I didn't write his name down anywhere. I'm not seeing it. Any, Raul? Raul. That sounds right. Um, I it, want to talk about it's him Raul. too. It's Raul. I was right. Hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about him too. Do, can I say something like right from the, the jump yeah. of this movie? They seem like a great couple. They do. They're wrestling and slapping each other's butts. Yeah, that's it. I, it was very like sweet and cute. I, my note to myself was like, they seem like a fun, cute, real couple. And even just like the joke about when they're trying to get pregnant, which is a very specific kind of sex. They're trying to get pregnant sex. Yes, is, I, I know. I'm well aware. Uh, is, uh, he, he makes a joke about like, did you come to? And, <laughs> and they have a good laugh at that, which I think is funny because it's like, it's, that instance is not really the point, but it's like, oh, you're having fun with this time that can be, extremely stressful for people that can be and can really wear you down if it's something you know like anyway i just thought like oh this is setting up to be good and you know what i kept thinking about watching it was ah what was the last horrible apartment movie we watched that the the apartment was horrible um oh yeah no it was from sorry the The, oh the innocence it, it kept making me think about lullaby the movie we watched just oh, a yeah, couple yeah. episodes ago <laughs> right. and how unbelievable yes that couple was as a couple Were and these... how unbelievable that apartment was yes that's true and this felt believable on both counts it's yes. like okay a couple of young successful people like a modestly sized apartment that they've just done to the nines it looks yes. dope and Yes. But you just believe it's like these are people with just good taste that like found yes. a way to make get the things they wanted, whether or not they're rich kind of doesn't yes. enter into it. Yes. And they seem legitimately in love with each other and like they're having fun. And this and I yeah. wasn't expecting the problems to come from Raul. So that's the the table I wanted to set as we jump into talking about him a bit. Well, I get I think they did a really great job with this character because you don't want to you don't want to hate him. You want her to be able to leave that baby with him in mm-hmm. the end. Yes. And you don't want him to be the focus. Like, she's the focus. That's true, yeah. So, he's not doing anything egregious, but he's certainly not helping her and not listening to her, believing her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, it was a bummer. It was a, yeah, it felt very tragic. There were just certain things where like, this sucks. Like you're mourning the loss of their fun relationship in the, in the beginning. Um, But yeah, so I think we both kind of bristled at, you know, she's starting to show and she's like wanting to have sex. And he's like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to hurt the baby. And it's so crazy. And also just so like who truly also very immature like they're they're you could i guess it just speaks to their immaturity both of them that's true because that is something that like a teenage boy would think you don't like you don't understand anatomy 
you don't understand like or like maybe a doctor has even said it's okay but you think you like you have some weird hang up it's like this madonna thing of like well you're you're Mm -hmm. the mother now and i don't want to have sex with you and it's just like yes yeah it was such a shame because you're like oh you're an idiot (laughs) right and that and that like he wasn't yeah he wasn't listening to her but also that he wasn't um you could tell he he just wasn't as like attracted to her yeah and which is something that rang very hollow for me where i was very extra attracted to you while you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and i do just think it it's a it's a it's like a feels like a chemical hormonal thing that happens when you you know yeah when you're yeah your partner is pregnant and you're like it's like i don't know it's it feels like an animal Mm -hmm. you know an animal response essentially just be like wow yeah like we're you know we in life and but i don't look at your like glowing like all that kind of stuff that feels very real and i just feel like there's kind of like a yeah, like there's a horniness to that time that is like completely absent. And that's not because I know it's also not true for everyone. Yeah, and it's also say, not true yeah. throughout the duration of pregnancy. It's like yeah. there's so much, obviously, like so many changes to happening to the, you know, the pregnant person's body during that time. That's that's really hard to um, set aside to just talk about how like, oh, you can also have sex and it can be enjoyable you know um if like yeah people are not having a a smooth pregnancy or or whatever there's a million things can happen but anyway did you see that it was absent from this but obviously octavia gets it (laughs) did you see that like tryst with octavia coming did you see (laughs) did you see that coming because i i was like oh no i did i really didn't because i kind of didn't understand their relationship the way it was rolled out i thought was interesting it was cool where it's like who is this person like kind of walking up to the car i didn't get her mm-hmm. as like ex lover as much as just like oh like friend you don't see that often because now you're on this like married life track Baby yeah time's yeah. coming you know um and so i did not see that coming even when we saw the flashback to it i thought it would just create friction i wasn't expecting them to then get together and then for it to, yeah, like kind of unfold this like, oh, that was my like other life I could have had or yeah. could still have or, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. That was wild. And yeah, it is a really complicated movie, which I enjoyed. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I have to say I. Yeah, I I didn't see that. And I love it when that happens. Yeah, I also just lesbian sex scenes, you know, and any gay sex scenes. No, I'm just saying, but in the <laughs> in the plot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true, and I thought it was cool that it was like. I mean, again, it was about like, yeah, I'm into all of you, you know, like your pregnant body, great. Like it yeah. wasn't even, and they presumably hadn't been together since they were teenagers. That's kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they hadn't seen each other in a long time, and. Yeah. I thought also this movie, like what you're saying about kind of not focusing on some of that stuff, like I thought this did a great job of actually focusing on her pregnancy as short mm-hmm. of a time period of it as it is in the movie that like, but early on you're kind of forgetting that it's a horror movie that you are thinking about just like, you got to have this baby. <laughs> like you're, you're invested yeah. in the drama of yeah that. 
and yeah, I just thought it was it was a like a very well done thing that doesn't is often left on the cutting room floor when it's yeah. you know if it's like all right, all we gotta do is set up that you know she gets knocked up, yeah. and rest is. I could have like honestly watched a show about this because mm-hmm. it did feel a little rushed and like the parts you could really draw out. Like I loved when the bone woman creature thing like kind of sneaks into the room and twists her foot. Yeah. And she's like, like my foot's broken, but it's like, no, you just, all this crazy shit happens to you when you're pregnant. Crazy pain, crazy weird bodily things that you like it. And it's different for everybody. Like truly ask, ask five different moms mm-hmm. what the what their experience was you know like what was the strangest thing that happened to you when you were pregnant the strangest like implication and uh you will get five heinous answers you will yeah. get five answers that you didn't even know could happen i always say this with pregnancy and having kids and like children stuff like in your in your life before kids if you google a symptom of anything any malady yes it will be cancer it was Mm -hmm. you were you have you have a few weeks to live you're dying that's right but if you are pregnant or if it's about a child you google it and it's the it's normal and it happens to everyone like you're Mm -hmm. like oh you know give it several weeks and then if it'll pass (laughs) Yeah. yeah and it's like because it's that extreme and yeah and varied and um like i remember with woo i had uh i think it's called spd spd and it's short for a long thing and i can't remember exactly what it was but it was um it's basically like the the bones in your pelvic floor are rubbing together and i could like I could barely walk some days and I had a mild case of it and and only had to do, I just had to like change the way I was sleeping Mm -hmm. and it went away, but it was just like excruciating pain. Right. And that's not for (laughs) everybody. And so just like the fact like this bone woman comes and like twists her foot. It's like, yeah, you could have a cramp in your foot that feels like your foot's broken, but no, it's just because you didn't drink enough water. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's just wild. So I really feel like there's a lot of territory to mine there. <laughs> yeah, that would that is true. And um yeah, like the the OB in this movie is an interesting character. Like I kind of would have liked to hear more of his um his point of view on pregnancy and giving birth like i would you know what i'm yeah, saying because i do think it yeah. was influencing raul in his approach too yeah. and yeah. I, yeah that i do think there is a lot on the yeah yeah a lot of meat on that bone bone woman on that bone woman yeah okay all right so what was the best parenting move or should we wait do we do worst no we can do best okay I'm what's right. the best parenting move mine was making that crib <laughs> I did think it was the best because I thought it was so, I still thought it was so loving. And I think that is where I ultimately settled watching it was like, this is a professional furniture maker. She does know what she's doing and isn't going to let the baby suffocate in the crib. Yeah. 
and it was so badass and I loved it so much. So that was yes. to me was the best parenting moment because I also thought it was for her, especially as the movie went on, it's like, oh yeah, your nesting instincts were pretty strong and you did, you wanted to make like a welcome yeah. space for this baby in your life and your home and yeah. maybe to a fault. But yeah. anyway, so that was it for me. Yeah. You just can't, you can't forget yourself. You have to, it felt like she was just erasing everything. Like when the crib burnt and they were putting the new one together, she just like tosses her box full of stuff out. Yeah. Her box full of like. Her band, her band, band life. Her band That's what life. It was. it was like old flyers. and Yeah. And yeah. oh my God. Don't throw that out. No, keep that Just rent forever. a storage unit at storage, <laughs> et cetera. Now only <laughs> we're, we're sponsored by storage, et cetera. That'd be a good one. Right. Um, yeah, let's try. Let's hit them up. What was um, your best parenting moment? Well, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out, but I think that I think that leaving in the end was the best thing she could have done. Mm. No, I think that is good. Even though it, yeah, it really made me think about like because part of me didn't want her to go. Mm-hmm. Because you you think like you got to no you got to raise that kid and it's like you know what you actually need to you need to take yourself out of the situation. Um. Before she goes to see the the witch ladies, mm-hmm. there's a really extreme thing that happens. Yes, I feel like we should talk about it. Okay. It was uh, the scariest part of the movie yes. for me. Yeah, I think that's accurate. She, well, okay, two things. Or should, you know what? Let's talk about the worst parenting moves and then I can talk about this because one of the, one of the things is the worst parenting moves. Okay, do you want to go first on worst? Yeah, I think that the worst parenting move was going into the mosh pit. Sure. I really hated that. And that was a self-destructive act. Yes. Yeah. It was very... It was one of the tensest scenes. Mm-hmm. I was very upset with her for doing that. I also thought it was such a great movie moment. Yeah. Like, there, that's brilliant because yeah. we've lived the band life mm-hmm. and we've been in mosh pits and it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I was in one and, I mean, it's thrilling, but it's also truly anything can happen yes like it if it's so out of control like it really is like a it's almost completely unique a mosh pit yeah and this one that she's in it's very dark it's very loud like usual Mm -hmm. as you do in a mosh pit but it's it's uh it's not that big of a mosh pit which was good yeah, it's a DIY. This is a, this is like a basement yeah. show. There's, and he, you know, so there's that, 35 people at this concert. Yeah. Like It's just seen seen a lot of people get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so yeah, I I was really really nervous then and I was yeah, I was very but she goes into labor. Yes. Well, that's the that's the only thing kind of two things about that scene for me. I was also reminded about how little not pregnant people recognize anything about pregnant people. Yes. There was nobody in that room other than 
Octavia who was going, who would ever be like, whoa, stop, there's a pregnant woman in the mosh pit. Yes. They would either see it and be like, that's crazy, but you do you yes. or whatever, or wouldn't notice. Right. And it is just the kind of attu- attenuation you mm-hmm. have when you become a parent, or when you, like, if you're around pregnant people enough, I'm sure it also happens, yeah. but you are... It is just the kind of thing you think differently about it because you are you're intimately aware of the of you're that thinking sort about, of fragility. You're thinking about ligaments. Yeah. Good golly! So actually, great example of this. My friend, uh, when I was pregnant, this is a person who doesn't have kids, and she was talking about going to Disneyland, and I was like, "Oh man, that sounds so fun." And she's like, what rides, like, you know, what rides can you go on when you're pregnant at Disneyland? And I'm like, none. No rides. No rides. Like, okay, sure. Small world. Some, exactly. Of course, Disneyland is a place where there's like track rides and whatever. But I'm like, you're not thinking. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we were even talking about roller coasters or something but i was just like you can't do that right you you can't do anything like anything involved like even the fact that i was like i remember taking like a self-defense class when i was mm-hmm. very pregnant and even then people were like what are you doing and i'm like i'm not gonna get hurt but right. like you know it, i couldn't do everything everybody was doing i couldn't do all the things because you're right. fucking pregnant um so yeah, the, that was that was, I thought the worst decision. Um, even though, of course, it was not the scariest moment of the film. No, it was also a. I mean, yeah, it was obviously you know it was like a way too late attempt at an abortion, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just like you really were hoping that you could terminate this pregnancy, but it was like you're actually going into labor now, yeah. which I think is you know again like a because it was so tense but it was also a great image for this movie because or it was really in line with that idea of just like you didn't you didn't you weren't ready for this and you yeah. didn't think it all the way through yeah. the whole time and it's like you're always like going to be now like running from behind mm-hmm. here and that's a problem i also loved how short the labor scene was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just like this isn't the point of this movie yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, yeah, the point is not, it's just like, yeah, now the baby's here. That's all you yeah. need to know. That's the solve from, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So what was the worst parenting move for you? To me, the worst parenting move was uh, leaving that newborn in a far worse crib than the original burnt crib with a bottle. Oh. That was the part that, that oh, yeah. stuck out to me. as Because she, this was, I mean, when she's in the, in the heat of postpartum stuff and just right. does not want to feed this baby. I didn't even notice baby. that. She just basically drops a bottle into the oh, crib. Buddy. That was so sad. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, oh. yeah, it's tragic. But yeah, that one, that one to me was just like, just hold your baby. Yeah. Yeah. So interestingly, we did not pick this, I think the most fucked up part of this movie as the worst parenting decision no, it because felt cheap. well it did like feel a cheap, cheap. Moment. like we'd have to talk about it we have to talk about it but i also feel like 
she's not really making decisions at that point. Like she was so, she was so out of her mind and like postpartum depression is so awful Mm -hmm. um, that it's almost like you're not, yeah, you're just not in control and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be taking care of a baby mm-hmm. by yourself. And yeah, a bad boyfriend like leaves her alone. Didn't love that. Like, you know, you're, you, but he didn't, he didn't know the signs of it. Yeah. So baby's crying late at night. She kind of like crackles her back and yeah. you can tell like the bone woman is like either her or they've merged at right. this point. And but that's pretty subtle. I thought it was a pretty subtle moment of her. I think so, yeah. Um, and she she goes off screen, and you don't hear the baby crying anymore. Yes. And she comes comes back to bed, and then wakes up. And it's daylight. It's daylight, and the baby monitor. There's no baby in the crib. It's horrifying. She goes to the window, this window that has been part of the movie. And luckily, it, the baby has not been <laughs> tossed out the window. She hears crying. She, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, SATs. <laughs> yes. And she hears crying, and the baby is in the fridge. And it's okay. The baby's okay. But it was horrifying. And I really feel like a lot of people could not watch this movie just based on that scene yeah um it was tough it was, it was very tough like, i don't know where this is going yes it's gonna affect everything about this movie for me yes yeah but i thought it almost was like yeah it was kind of like a a perfect fucked up thing because mm-hmm. you're not you're not like scarred from there's no there's no baby harm mm-hmm but you're so afraid. You're so so afraid. Yes. And you're and it pushes you over the edge of like you can't have this baby anymore. Absolutely. You are not you're not yeah, this okay. This can never happen again. Yeah. Like it still is a by the grace of God this baby didn't die because this is a newborn. Like they need to they can't yeah. sleep through the night. They can't, yeah. you know, they it's It also know. was kind of unbelievable because I feel like if you did do that your, your baby suffocation no. yeah your baby would not be okay but no, 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 no. anyway can't even think about it there would be times in my life closer to having a child that like having a baby that i probably couldn't have watched that absolutely um yeah it's it was really intense um so that's what i mean when i'm like this movie didn't scare me on a horror level it just made me so nervous yeah like this has just been like a deeply sad drama yeah if not for the bone woman yeah but it's so i think so important to tell these stories in a horror way because so much of it is just real like so much of it is just like tragedies of family dynamics and boyfriends and and the actual body horror of pregnancy that is just real <laughs> and the absolute horror of postpartum yes. it's like telling it in this way is like yeah just a dash there's just a dash of supernatural elements didn't need to be much 
Yeah. Because it is a, a malignant force. Yes. And mm. people need to talk. Like, we're just now, just now, 2023, having these conversations, talking about these things. So many people don't even understand postpartum depression still. Yeah. And and any, yeah, any woman's story, we're just starting to tell them. So, yeah, I feel like it's it was a great way to do it. It was a really good way to talk about these things because it's it's real i yes. mean that that's the scariest thing of all it's like this is all real yeah and i always wonder about those things as especially when they're like this is being a mexican movie i wonder how many parts of this like hit differently in mexico yeah. if there are other like cultural implications that this is exploring or you know kind of other like norms it's examining and that kind mm-hmm. of thing or like yeah we never talk about i don't know like if there if there are certain things it's just like yeah this hasn't been explored for as much especially for a country like mexico that's produced you know a century of film and you know like there's so mm-hmm. much stuff that, that that's come out of there that i do wonder if there are things that are, that from this that like do hit a little different if you yeah. are mexican yeah. Um, I'm going to ask my friend that I worked with in Mexico City. I'm going to ask her. Yeah. If she's seen this movie and and like what about the, yeah, the family and like the class, not, I mean, sort of class. It wasn't super that. It was more like just the, um, the gap between the generations and the like art scene. You know, of like, yeah, kind of like disrespecting these people. Her family kind of like looked down on them because they were choosing this like other life, even though they were like living. I thought very well, and mm-hmm. I don't know. She like, but her friends thought she was a sellout, but her family thought she was fucking around. You know, yeah, like this is not serious. Yeah, and that, yeah, and I think that more like working class or you know, kind of upbringing well even just the fact that like her her sister is a single mother and is living with the parents yeah and you know the, yeah that dynamic is it, like creates that like well you're living a fantasy this is real like right, this right. is where the rubber meets the road like i had to do this like you are you prepared to make these same choices and you know yeah come yeah. live with your parents if something were to happen to you and raul you know whatever i think there's right. it's just it was uh yeah, I thought that was cool. And like again, for for a short movie, for um a horror movie, I think it does a good job of touching on a lot of those uh a lot of the dramatic elements of the story and the people in it that aren't that don't necessarily serve the horror. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what's I think makes it unique. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we rate this movie? I'm ready. I feel ready to rate. Ready to rate. Well, actually, I feel like we're only going to... Oh, no, there are kids in this movie. Yeah. Okay. How many crocheted blankets do you give this movie out of nine? Oh, out of nine. Um, I'll give it... I'll give it... Gosh. Mm. 
I think it's really well done. I think it's a good movie. I'm going to say eight out of nine crocheted blankets. Holy. I was going to give it seven, but after all the shade I've been given on this show wow. for grading on a curve, I'm just going to say it was really good <laughs> and well done. And especially as an aspirational eight, I want to see more movies from this director. And yes. I'm excited to see what she does next. Michelle and Garza Cervera, what will you do? Stoked. Ah, how about how wow. about you? I'm just floored by the fact that you were so generous uh, in your ratings. Really, maybe this is the beginning of a new era. I don't know. No. No, probably not. No. Um, didn't like it as much. That's fine. But it was still great, and I agree um, that it hopefully will be. There'll be more like it. But I think I'm just going to give it... I'm going to give it six and a half out of nine. Yeah. Because I... Yeah, I I was talking about it today at, at a birthday party, like you do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I can't really... Uh, I can't really recommend it. Like, as a scary movie, I do think it's a good movie. But like, for a horror movie... No. Yes. Even but, talking to horror movie friends, I was I found myself not mentioning it. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, guess what we just watched, you know? Like I Right. Um Yeah. But I, that's what I say. It's an aspirational eight for me. But I think you're right. My original score is gonna be a seven. I think anything in that six plus zone is accurate. Because yeah. it's like it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's is a it good a, movie. Straight up. Good movie. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much to watch right now. It's a, it's a real glut of things. Mm -hmm. So to tell somebody, Hey, you should seek out this movie is tough. Yeah. We, and watch it on the app full entirely of horror content is also like, if you want any proof of the amount of shit to watch. Yeah. But it is all the horror. Yeah. But a good selection on Shutter. If you're like, I just want to watch a cool. It was a very cool movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Again, great music in it. Love the score. Even yeah. She was wearing a Cure T-shirt. We saw the Cure. We did, and that felt so nice to see. Oh, so good. It had just we had just seen the Cure, and she's wearing a Cure T-shirt, and it's just like yes. She gets it. Yeah. Great show if you have the opportunity. Scary good stuff. (laughs) Go buy Cure Tickets. Go buy Cure Tickets. They're, yeah, they're still, it's like. I think this is kind of the beginning-ish of the tour. There you go. Well, you heard it here. Get on it. Robert Smith's voice is absolutely impeccable. It's stunning. Yeah. I can't recommend the new Happy Birthday song. No. Sorry. But Sorry. No. Anyway, so moving on. Oh, you probably want to know how we're rating the kids in this movie. Yeah, those shitty little nephews and nieces. Those shitty little nephews and nieces. I want to know how many Grecian statues in your OB office do you give <laughs> the kids in this movie? You got, you've got ten to choose from. Ten. Okay. In the OB office. Oh my god. 
OB offices of are so strange. <laughs> like every every waiting room is the same, but then once you go back, it's like, God, what on earth? Okay, out of 10, mm-hmm. um, they, they were great. I mean, I'll give them eight out of 10. I'm not going to remember them, but they, they, they really convinced me that they were little shits. Yeah. So that's me. What about you? Yeah, I'll follow you. Ah. Eight out of ten. That seems fine. Follow me. Yeah, because they were they were good, but also not like it was great. I mean, they were they were little shits, but also just acting their age. Yes, and like she just could not handle it. Right. Which I still wish there was just some perspective of somebody being like, "This isn't what." It will be like, yeah, like I, I think there's a time in your life for me, at least like I did a lot of babysitting and a lot of camp counseling and a lot of like kid stuff when I was a teenager into college. And then I said at about age 20, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything with little kids mm. until I have kids because I don't want to get burnt out on this. Oh, Nice. I yeah. didn't want to. Yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna f- make a choice here to like not work as like any part time job I'm mm-hmm. gonna do. This is it. I cannot do it. And I yeah. I mean, the irony is now that like I'm super interested in like childhood yeah. stuff because as a career path, you know, like if I had done that, um, I think it's. An incredible time. An incredible time is why we love talking to Aunt Monica so much. Mm -hmm. I find it to be like the most important work people can do is working with kids. And yeah, so um, I think that- Just not for you and your part-time jobs when you're 20. Yeah, Yeah. because I wasn't, yeah. It wasn't going to be your career. Yeah, and it wasn't going to be, I I still wanted to want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But- those experiences where you're just like, oh, this is awful. Like yeah. taking care of these, yeah, like little kids that aren't yours. Um, so yeah, they they were great in their own obnoxious way. In their own limited and obnoxious <laughs> way. <laughs> so here we go, off to the summer. Are we really? It's already June, baby. It's crazy. Halfway it's- through June. When you're listening to this. Yes, indeed. And we just want to wish you a great beginning of the summer. Yeah. And there is one thing, though, like when you're on the beach, there is one rule that is numero uno. What is it? Don't be a creep. Get in touch with us email us at mummyxdaddy at gmail.com we're on instagram twitter and facebook at mummyxdaddypod you can visit you can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com and if you like what you hear please leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen and please tell a friend our theme music is by kyle andrews our logo was designed by dara weinberg Maggie Spalding is an excellent babysitter. Bye. Bye.
Everyone is the jazz boy. <laughs> but what is your size? Are you a big jazz boy or a little jazz boy? Take this quiz to find out. <laughs> I love how chipper that sounds.